This is a Anything Goes podcast production. <laughs> all right, all right, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey of a Soul Sister podcast. Like I said, some of these episodes will be video. Some of them will be audio. It depends on the severity of the episode or my guest preferences, actually. So if you guys don't know these little things about me, the book is called The Journey of a Soul Sister. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever. The links are in my bio. I'll have all that listed in the description box. If you're looking for a podcast home, come and holler at Digital Impact Studios. You can't tell? Look at my setup. Thanks, Lee. <laughs> anyway, make a long story short. I decided to do this podcast to share my journey and other people's journey. Things that conversations we don't really talk about, right? Things that may make you feel uncomfortable or cause insecurities or feel lack of a parent. And in this episode, I'm about to go into that. I'm very transparent. I've told people before that I have a child with a disability. And his disability is autism. Yes, autism. My son, he will be 17. Uh, March 31st, this episode is going to drop in April in honor of Autism Awareness. Autism Awareness Day is April the 2nd. Wear your blue, light your blue light bulbs. But I'll get into that in more detail later. So let's run this back. You heard what I said. I have a child who's autistic. When you hear that you have a child with special needs, your whole life shatters in front of you. The first thing that you start to do is blame yourself. You're like, did I do something wrong? Did something happen? Um, did I eat the wrong thing? Was I drinking too early on in my, what is it, trimester? And I wasn't sure that I was pregnant. Was I not getting enough sleep, enough nutrients? You just, your whole world shatters because you're like, what did I do wrong? That I would have a child with a disability, right? Then you look at your partner and you're like, did it come from this person? So for me, did it come from him? What the hell and his family? But statistically speaking, us as African-Americans, and I'll definitely say black people, we don't do genetic testing. We don't dive into family's history and what mental illness or physical illness or any type of illness, period. It runs in the family. We don't care, right? Because we're into the person. We're not thinking of what the future could hold. So as you guys know, I was a young teen parent. At this time, I've already had one child, my son, my oldest son. I found that I was pregnant. Pregnancy went like clockwork. It was beautiful. I wasn't underneath a lot of stress. Um, I ate whatever I wanted, <laughs> honestly. And I started having breasts and hicks early on as a stage in your pregnancy. Went to the hospital. They're like, oh, you're fine. You may have this baby early. You may not. So I was due to have my son, the one who is autistic, I was due to have him April 26, 2005, no, 2006, yeah, 2006. I had him March 31st, 2006. 7.37 in the morning, I went into labor. Got, that's when I went to the hospital. Seven centimeters dilated. By 9.26 a.m., he was pushed out completely. He was 6 pounds, 13 ounces, 21 inches long. 
To be considered a preemie, he was too big to be a preemie. He had a little bit of jaundice, but other than that, he was fine. We were able to go home on our normal day. As time grew on, he's getting chunky, handsome. I didn't notice anything. I would say around maybe four to five months, you know, babies are saying mama, dada, those things he really did not do. Uh, he would stare off in the distance sometimes, and I never knew what he was staring at. So I took him to the doctors. And I'm like, well, he's not saying mama and dada. Yeah, I already have one child. And he was doing all these things. My oldest son was walking and talking about nine months. He, <laughs> man, you, he was the poster child to make you think you can have another child. Let's just say that. But my other son wasn't catching on. So the pediatrician is what they tell you. Well, all kids develop differently. He'll be fine. Give him some time. I think you're just trying to compare him to your other child. Don't do that. Everybody's development is different. I said, okay, fine. Now my son is going on to one, you guys, one years old. And I'm real prevalent in reading to my kids, talking to my kids, just teaching them things because education is the one thing they can't take from you. And he's not catching on to anything, right? He's still not talking. He's one. Now, gross motor skills, his looks, you'd be like, ain't nothing wrong with him just by looking at him. But let me tell you guys something. That is the most ignorant thing anybody could ever say because mental illness does not have a look. It comes in all forms and fashion. However, I was young. I was, what, 21? About to be 21? Yeah, 21 years old or 22, front of time. I took him back to the pediatrician. I said, something's going on with my baby. He's not talking still. Something isn't right. No, no, no. You know, kids talk when they're ready and you'll be fine. And I'm telling you the God honest truth. They kept saying he's okay. Nothing's wrong. That's fast forward. We're going into, I find out I'm pregnant again with my third child. And my son is about to be three. So he's about two and a half years old. Yeah, about two and a half going on to three. Still not catching on to anything, you guys. He's not being potty trained. I've never heard my son say mom. So for you never to hear your child say ma or anything, it's like, okay, what's what's going on? What's the disconnect? And at this time, me and his father was not seeing eye to eye. He was blaming me for a lot of um, developmental delays with my child, telling me I'm the problem. It was just so much at that time. At that time, I was homeless. I was living with someone else. I was like, well, maybe it is my fault because of my living situation and things that was happening. Maybe he's just dealing with being sheltered. Some kids don't feel safe or express. I would try to take him to Chuck E. Cheese, and I knew something was wrong. He would have a meltdown. So if anyone's familiar with autism, some kids have episodes. We call them episodes, and something can set them off. It could be a sensory thing, a sound thing, an emotional thing, or they're really OCD-ish. So they like things in a certain manner. So if you move one thing, it could set them off. And we would go to Chuck E. Cheese, and he would flip out. And it, it was too much for him. Now that I'm educated on it and I knew what it is now, I look back at those times and be like, I would have never put him in that type of predicament or I would have handled the situation better. My family and friends like, ain't nothing wrong with that boy. He's going to be okay. You're just making something up. You're just trying to just say, ain't nothing wrong with him. Okay, everyone's telling me nothing wrong with him, but I'm seeing something is wrong. So my next step, I go back 
to the doctors, the same pediatrician. Pediatrician says, oh, well, he just has developmental delay. But we're going to go ahead and give you a referral so you can take him to a psychiatrist and figure that out. I said, clearly he has developmental delay, but what is the cause? No one knows the cause. So my referral, the next appointment was until probably a year and a half later for him to be seen. I started looking on the Internet. Now, I know they say, don't look on the Internet for stuff. You self-diagnose yourself and make yourself go crazy. But I was looking for answers. I was lost. I had no idea why my son still was not talking. Um, could he hear? I took him to get a hearing test. Everything came back normal. But to society's standards of normal, he wasn't. So I'm looking on the internet, searching, searching, and I'm reading. And something came up called autism. Never heard of that day in my life. And I'm like, autism? what is it? Let me, let me read. Let me see. Getting a little emotional because I'm really feeling back when I started to discover this and read it on the internet, the feelings I started getting. So it says autism is a mental disorder wrapped up in multiple disorders where it causes a disconnect in the brain for certain things. They learn a different way. They talk a different way. It's just something that just happens to children now, today's one in 68 children will be diagnosed with autism, whether you realize it or not. And boys are five times more likely to develop autism. Yes, you are born with it. So as I'm reading the signs and the symptoms of autism, withdrawnness, nonverbal, episodes, staring off, lining of his cars, just structure, the OCD. I started breaking down, you guys. I'm like, oh, my God, this is my son. My son has this. This this is my son. I pay attention to my kids. I know my kids, right? Take him back. Go to the doctors. I said, I think he has autism. The doctor looked at me like, what is autism? The own, my own son's pediatrician had no idea what that was. She went and Googled it, right? <laughs> and she came back in and she said, are you sure? I don't think he has that. Maybe he just has. And so he started asking me, what did I do during my pregnancy? Did I do any drugs? Were I drinking alcohol? I said, absolutely not. I was fine during my pregnancy. I think my son has autism. So she says, well, I mean, I said, listen, you need to give me a referral for him to see an autism specialist. I am not about to do this. You're not going to play with me anymore. Give me the damn referral. That's exactly what I said to her, because at that point I was pissed. I was overstressed. And I told y'all previously about my living situation. So then she was like, OK, calm down, calm down. I'll get it for you. I'll get it for you. Then she goes in and get her like her chief person, like there are different levels of doctors and stuff. So then chief comes in and say, Calm down. Are you all right? I said, I'm fine. I'm asking for a referral. I believe my son has this diagnosis. And to the right of this, you can give me that referral. So give me the damn referral. I don't know why she brung you in here. Do it so I can get my son the help that he needs. So he was like, are you sure? The internet will tell you. They kept trying to talk me out of something that I, ooh, I'm about to cuss you guys, already knew what it was. And I still get upset because they play with a lot of black people, especially young mothers, right? And young women, they try to talk to you as though you don't know what is going on. I said, I already know what is going on. I just need clarification and I want to get him tested. So they left me in a room for like 30 minutes. This is no lie. They came back finally with the referral. During that time, 
I was like, calm down, talk to these people a little bit nice, can't be nasty. And back then, you guys, you think my attitude is something here? Please. <laughs> Don't play when it comes to my kids. They give me the referral. Go home. I get back on the internet. I'm looking up resources here in the state of Maryland, especially Baltimore City. And I'm like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? I call, I found Infant and Toddlers. So Infant and Toddlers is a program here in Baltimore City, and they see kids up, I think, maybe to the age of five, if I'm not mistaken, from birth to five for kids who have mental disorders or disabilities. And we went there, and he would go for his treatments. We found him a program that he would go to school once a week, which was a PIES program. It used to be the old John Ega Howard. They would have it there where he would get sensory, and he would get all these other things. But that was only one day a week right? I'm still telling you guys, my child is nonverbal. So then we ended up taking sign language classes together, me and my son, because I was thinking, hey, he may not ever talk, you guys, he may not ever talk. So how can I communicate with my son? So him and I learned sign language, and he really was communicating with me and his brother in that way. And mind you, I'm pregnant. So I take him, he gets a specialist, they make me fill out this I went to university and I went to John Hopkins and Mount Washington. So we went to three different places here in Maryland and made me fill out this survey. They take him in a room by himself. I'm watching from a class and all of the tests, all three places. And they came back into there. And I'm telling you guys, they were white people. And they sat down and they said, what made you think that he had autism? I said, well, I already had a kid. I know you say don't compare children, but something wasn't adding up. So I started on the internet, to be honest. And they all praised me. But at the same time, kept asking me, well, how old are you? Wow, you really, you really know that you're young and you already have a child. Well, let me tell you, Miss Harris, because that's my last name, you guys. Your son is autistic. He is on the spectrum. And he has a developmental delay on top of that, which is caused from his autism. So immediately, I start crying. And I don't like to cry, but I started crying. All three people told me. So not only did myself knew this, but three people who were supposed to specialize in this confirmed it. And I was like, oh, God, what do I do? Right? What do I do? Like, I, have, I, don't, I don't know what to do. He's already going to infants and toddlers program. That's only one day a week. I have another child. I'm pregnant now. What do I do? So they're like, well, do you think that you may, this one lady, when I said that, would you may want to give him up for adoption, find him a home where someone would want him to do this, you know, because you're young and you already have one and then another baby that's come. I said, absolutely not. Why would I do that? Why would I put my son up for adoption because he's not normal? Is that what you're telling me? She's like, no, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just saying sometimes it's a lot for people. Well, it's not a lot for me. And I'm going to do what I need to do for my son. So put me in the right direction to where I need to go. And that was at Mount Washington, to be honest. So then <laughs> they gave me referrals or like papers of programs and certain things. And then mind you guys, he's three. So now I'm trying to figure out schooling. 
were his services. One week, I'd have to take him across town for speech. The other one was for sensory. The other one was for behavior. One was for learning. And I was just, I was everywhere. Dragging my son and pregnant and homeless. Plain, plain, simple. I said, I can't do this. I can't do this. I cannot do this. I set up a meeting at North Avenue for IEP. So most people who have disabilities or learning disabilities, they have an IEP. An IEP is what an individual education like program, just all the services that they would need. So we get there and I give them the papers of what the psychiatrists and therapists and doctors and what I Googled (laughs) on internet of services that kids need for autism. I said, and there's no way that I can take him every single day other way and still be a parent. I looked up that there are services in schools that will do this for our kids. And they were like, well, Baltimore City has these programs. We he could go to the Bear School. I said, absolutely not. He will not. It says that he should probably be in a 12-month program. Baltimore City is, does not have a 12-month program at the time. Now, it may have changed, but back then they did not. Mind you, my son's about to be 17. So I said, find me programs. And they were looking, they were looking, and they were like, well, how about this school? And I was like, no, absolutely not. We're not going to that one. I was throwing it back at him, not doing it. I was fortunate enough to look on the internet. I said, okay, so what about Kennedy Krieger? Uh, what about um, Shepard Pratt? Things like that. And they were like, well, okay, we could send the referral, but we would prefer if you just try Baltimore City School. I said, I'm not putting my son in a Baltimore City School when I am a product of Baltimore City Schools. And I'm not just saying that they are right, but it's hard for someone who isn't autistic to go through these programs in school. You do not have the enough resources to give my child what he needs. You're telling me I still have to take him other places. I want him in schools and a program where he would get all the services that he's supposed to have. Mind you, you guys, I ain't know nothing about no IEP. I ain't know any of these things. I was just like, I'm going to do what the internet says. <laughs> Internet's your best teacher, just saying. They were like, okay, Miss Harris, okay, Miss Harris. So they sent my paperwork over to Kennedy Krieger. Kennedy Krieger had a three-year waiting list. What am I going to do with that? Then they sent me to Shepherd Pratt, so it's called Four Bush. And this one, when it was at Towson's campus, my son would never leave my side, you guys. You have no clue. Like, my son would, like, attach to me. We walked in that building. <laughs> he got down, and he was so comfortable. They were like, we're going to take him around and let him look. And mind you, I'm nervous. I was shaking. I was like, you sure? They are like, Mom, we have him. We're, he's fine. And he went with these people. <laughs> went with these people. And they pulled me in a room. They were able to already tell me a plan that they have for my son, what his Monday through Friday would look, how many hours of OT services, speech, sensory, behavior, therapy, speech therapy, of course, because that was important. What they would do, behavior interventions, all of that when I walked into that building. I was sold immediately. They showed me how it was a small classroom ratio where there were three people in a class to six kids. Come on now. So those kids are getting their independent learning and everything that they needed. I said, when can he start? They said, Mom, he can start tomorrow. 
I take it back to Baltimore City. They try to talk me out of it at first. Like, are you sure? Are you sure, Miss Harris? Are you sure? Yes, I am definitely sure. And this is where he's going to go. Make a long story short, my son has been in that program from three to now he's about to be 17. He's a junior. When I said they taught him independent living skills, when I say he, <laughs> oh my gosh, he's so vocal, he can talk his tail off if he's comfortable. So let's rewind it back, right? I told you he never was talking at first. Let me tell you something, him going to that school from three, my son was five. I was in the kitchen and I was cooking. And he walked in with his cup and he said, Ma, can I get some juice? I don't know if anybody that's out here listening to this that has a child with a disability that is nonverbal or really do not talk. And you've never heard your child say mom before. And they turn around and they say that and they ask for something. I immediately froze and I turned around and I said, what'd you say? He said, Ma. Juice. That was like, it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulder because I already know how hard it is for black men already out here. And then to have a disability and you can't really vocalize what you're saying. And for him to say juice, I knew. I was on the right path. I knew that things were going to change, but I had to change things about me. So that means for three years of his life, I did not go out. I wasn't partying. I wasn't clubbing. I wasn't hanging out. I wasn't worried about dating. I wasn't even really worried about his damn dad. And anybody that knows me from back in the day and know what his dad, we were inseparable. We were off and on, but you knew that we were going to be together, right? At some point or some time. I was like, okay, how can I build on this with his autism? How do you build on it? All right, let's keep speaking. Let me keep putting him in different environments, pushing things that he's not used to, things that are uncomfortable, but make him comfortable. Learn his limits and learn the IEP process. Anyone who has a child with a disability, I am dead serious, even an intellectual disability could be a form of autism as well. So please look into that. There is Asperger's, which is also a form of autism. The spectrum runs from high, medium, low, moderate. There could be anyone going through those things. Please get it further tested, but learn about, learn, learn, learn about the disability. Be like the most scholar in it. Like you want to learn a new trade or you trying to do something to improve yourself or your business, learn about the disability. Go to those parents and classes because I've done them. It's nothing wrong with doing parents and classes and they have parents and classes for people who have special needs. The IEP process, the state of Maryland gives you the board of education free classes to learn how to understand, read, and write IEPs. When I tell you ain't nothing they can tell me or say that I don't know, <laughs> I'm a beast, baby. You are your child's advocate. It may seem like a lot and it's thrown on your plate 
and you're like, I can't get through this, but you can get through this. And the only way you're going to get through it is if you open up your mouth. You can open up your mouth for anything. So when people tell me this child has a disability or, oh, I don't know what to do or this, that, and the third, I'm sorry. I don't have sympathy for you. And let me tell you why I don't have sympathy for you. Because I was only about to be 21 years old, and I knew something was going on with my child from day one. And I knew to go get him help. Ain't nobody give me those resources. I went out there and looked for it. So the same way now that we have Instagram in the palm of our hand, you got Google, you walking around with your phone is a damn computer. Don't tell me you can't look it up and find the resources for your child. And don't tell me you don't can't afford it. Because let me tell you something, baby. I don't pay for a goddamn thing. You know who pays for it? The state of Maryland. And they have to pay for it. So any state that you're living in, they have those resources. They are supposed to do it. And anything that got going on with your child with any disability, you make the school enforce it. And if that school can't enforce it for your child, find a school that can. Go to the Board of Education and do what you got to do. I don't have sympathy for people who do that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to hear your sad story. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, this is so stressful. You damn right. Being a parent is stressful anyway. What are you saying? There's no book to this. But when your child needs your help, your child has a disability, get off your ass, stop looking at Instagram, stop going out for a while, do what you need to do. Stop worrying about he said, she said, and be your child's advocate. Or stop worrying about how you're going to dress the child. Oh, my child got to look like this, but your child can't read or write. There's a fucking problem. Excuse my language, but I'm sorry. Because kids need the basic necessities. So that means you need to learn with them, right? That means you got to teach them. And if they don't comprehend right away, get them the additional services that they need. I'm sorry. It's just that simple sacrifice when you become a parent. That's just that. Yes, you put self first. Make sure you're okay. But the only way you make sure you're okay so your child be okay is educate yourself. So there's more things that I want you guys to know, some known facts about autism that I put in my phone so I wouldn't forget. Because I wanted to make sure that I touched on these things. Autism, number one, is something that you are born with. There is no test that has proven exactly what it comes from. There's speculations from immunizations. There are speculations from <laughs> a genetic testing. But I don't have anyone else in my family who's autistic that I know of. Just saying. It could be on his father's side, but again, like I said, genetic testing is something most of us black people, we don't do. We fall in love. We love the person. We just be like, oh, do it. Boom, we have the baby. Two, you cannot grow out of autism. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard my friends and family say to me, oh, he'll grow out of it. He'll be fine. It's, it'll go away. It is not something that goes away. You learn how to deal with it like any other disease or any other illness. And how you learn to deal with it and be able to cope in society, and I'm doing air quotations for those who are listening, at home, you learn to adjust properly. You learn how to navigate and use the system to help you. So no, my son will never grow out of autism. Your child will never grow out of autism. I'm going to say it again. Your child will never outgrow autism. You will learn to cope with it. You will learn to adjust. You will learn to move through life with your disability. Three, 
autistic people are better at some things than others. There are a lot of people who are autistic, who are scientists, who are great at math, great at sports, because when they own into something, they focus solely on that one thing and they magnify it. They will live, eat and breathe, whatever that is. Please do not think because you are autistic or your child is autistic that they are dumb because they are not. They are some of the smartest kids. You just have to figure out how they learn. And when you figure out how they learn and how to adjust your way of thinking, you'll be surprised what you will unlock in that child and what you will unlock in yourself. Number four, adults can be diagnosed with autism. You know how when we were growing up, people would say, oh, that person's retarded or something's wrong with that person or they're weird and things like that. A lot of people have been misdiagnosed for the longest because of lack of testing and education of autism. So please, if you feel or you think that something is off, do not be ashamed. Go get help. Go get tested. Five. There are more people with autism than you know. <laughs> it's funny because honestly, now that I've gone through it, I can kind of see it in others. Autism doesn't look the same for everyone. So let's make that clear. Some people will be high functioning, low functioning, medium functioning, like I told you, and have multiple disabilities wrapped up in one. Six. More men have autism than women. I don't know why. They are still trying to do testing. They're still trying to figure this out. Why is it affecting our men or our little boys so much more than it is us women? But until then, we'll never know. But keep that in mind. Eight. Autism and the spectrum is something that you should learn. Know everything that there is to know about it. That way, no one can tell you different. Three positive things about autism. I'll tell you this. Some of the results, lovable people. My baby is so lovable. <laughs> but autistic people can display a range of strengths and abilities. They can carry out things more far than you would ever know. The way they're thinking in their brain will enlighten you and inspire for you to change. I wanted to let y'all know that. Please, 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 please get your child help. Will SSI cover it? I had that question. Someone asked me. Yes, it will. They will. Um, he hasn't received it in years, but early on in his diagnosis, yes, they denied it first. And then you have to reapply, do an appeal, do those things. And then, but as when I was going through a home buying process at the time, money that I had saved, they said to me, Hey, you don't need it. Or you owe us this amount because you have this in your savings. So it's a lot of things with that. I can do a show about it if you want me to, but we really don't have to. 
there's one other thing that I wrote and I just wanted to make sure that you guys know about autism because we speak about it and now it's becoming our norm. There's a lot of celebrities out here who have autism and kids who have autism. Tony Braxton's son, he has autism and he's doing good. I think he's at Howard now at college so they can live normal lives. But of course, she's got money. So it's like, hey, why do you want to say that for us people who ain't at that tax bracket yet? <laughs> it's still a possibility that they can have it. Um, if you guys don't know already, like I said, Autism Awareness Month is April. Autism Awareness Day is April 2nd of every year. You can show ways of appreciation. We light a blue light bulb every year. Baltimore has a walk. It's normally in October. It's at the M&T Stadium and the Orioles Stadium. And we have a get together. We have things like that of that nature for you to come and more educational services. And we do walks and we raise money for people with autism because it's something that's been shunned upon for years. All you need to know is this. You are not your disability or your child is not its disability. You are strong enough and your child is strong enough to make it through whatever comes your way. My biggest fear is me leaving here before I know my child can stand on his own two feet. Did I blame myself in the beginning? Yes. Did I feel that I was the problem? Yes. But that was only because of my lack of knowledge of the disability. I want you to know it's not your fault your child comes out not society standards or norms or have a disability. And I'm doing air quotes for people who are listening because I do have a lot of listeners. Shout out to y'all on Spotify. Hey, y'all. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's not. Do you think it's fair? Or you say, why me? Because I said that. I said, why me? Why do I have to go through this and I'm already going through hell? Hence, the journey of a soul sister. But then now, once I got better and started realizing, why not me? What makes me so different than anybody else or put me on a higher pedestal where it's though I can't have a child with a disability? Come on now. So ask yourself that instead of saying, why me? Why me? Why not you? Why not you be the person that makes that change? Why not you be the person to go out here and educate others? And on my platform, I'm not going to speak about something I haven't personally experienced. I'm not going to speak about a journey that I'm not trying to heal others or enlighten because the best teacher is life experience. The best teacher is being able to understand where someone else is coming from. So I can't speak about something I don't know. And I'm telling you, baby, it ain't been easy. It's still a challenge at times. And does my fear grow of him getting older and doing independent living? No. But I get nervous. But just how I'm nervous for my oldest son, who doesn't have a disability. He's a black man living in America. I'm just saying. So, of course, the same things apply. But do I see these news clippings of the boy who got shot who was autistic and his um he was having like a mental thing and police didn't come in and really try to defuse the situation. They went to bodily harm with these people with disabilities and not just people who are autistic. I'm saying all mental disabilities. 
We need to send in those type of people first so we can go ahead and try to defuse the situation instead of always leading with force. So education, number one, make sure you educate yourself on the disability. Number two, your state has all the resources you know. They say you ever want to hide the truth from somebody, you put it in a book. Now there's no excuse because the book is at the palm of your hand. So all I say is take that time away from everything else that's a priority and put that a priority. What has autism taught me? Autism taught me to love with no conditions. Autism has taught me the true, true definition of patience. Autism has taught me to fight like it ain't no fight tomorrow. Autism has taught me that I am here to share my story with my son and let you know that each day will get better. And each day you better fight. Autism has shown me that I could just love, that you can look past whatever is put on someone and really love the person for who they are. And I'm not just saying that because he's my son. Because now my heart is way bigger than it's ever been before. So I say this to anyone who is dealing with this. It's okay to go through all the stages of grief. No, first is denial. (laughs) First is denial. Ain't that wrong. It's okay when you hear your family say they'll grow out of it or you're making a bigger thing. It's all in your head. If you think something is wrong with your child, if you feel like something is off, go get tested. Some people need medication. I've been fortunate enough with my son. We didn't have to do medication, but some people do. So if you feel this or that's something you need to do, do your research on what you're putting in your child's body, how it will affect them in other ways, because every medication has a side effect. So do that. Counseling, family counseling has helped, individual counseling. Now my son is at the process where he is self-advocating for himself. And you know what he tells me? He said, I am not what people say I am. He said, autism will not get the best of me. Yes, I have it, but that doesn't make me who I am. And for him, hear him say that, you guys, I got to say this again. For someone who wasn't speaking until the age of five is talking now, self-advocating for himself. He's doing independent living stuff. Oh, my goodness. He can stay home by himself. He walks to the store. He does things that I didn't think that he would be capable of doing when I first found out and of everything that they told me that he wasn't going to be able to do. So let me tell you this. They will tell you your child will not amount to anything. They will not graduate from high school. They may not be able to read. They may not be able to do independent living. They may not be able to cook. You teach your child. And I promise you, if you take that time out, and you teach your child, it may take a while for them to get it. They'll get it. They will get it. 
That's all I can say. And you will love it. So I want you guys to stay tuned because autism affects me, right? And my children around us because we all feel like we have to look out for him, (laughs) right? We all protect him. But on the next episode of this, of a part two of autism and in support of Autism Awareness Month, I'll bring little facts. Every episode, say something. But the next one is I will have my son. You guys will be able to see. And if you're following me on Instagram, you probably saw me and him dancing. It's on my page. (laughs) He loves dancing, by the way. Uh, And he was teaching me (laughs) how to do the line dance properly. And we're going to talk to him and see how he feels and what are some of his struggles and, and navigate because I learn every single day from my kids. And I want to just share that piece with you guys. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for understanding. And if even for those who don't get it, maybe you can share this with someone who will. Remember, just because they put these labels on you and just because you or someone you love has a disability, it doesn't mean that they are anything less than not capable of love, learning, or growing. Look at it. It's time for you to reshape your way of thinking, your mindset, and how you can be better and also share with the world. And with that, it's been another episode of The Journey of a Soul Sister. This is a Anything Goes podcast production.